And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to My Public Life as an American Nerd. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, gang, welcome back to another week as we spin down. Actually, what, after after this episode, we've got one more episode and that's it. So next episode will be the season finale. I'll have to make it really good. That or really bad, one of the two, I don't know. Uh, this week, I am going solo. Um Number one, I want to say thank you to everybody that sent in uh, thoughts and, and comments about uh, Russo being on the show. We do work very well together. We've known each other for about 21 years. And it was funny because I was telling somebody, you know, during the, the post and during the editing, um, I didn't cut out that many ums, but I cut out a crap ton of dude because. When well, he's from Florida, and of course here I'm I'm from California, and when we would get talking, we're like, dude, 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 you know. So I had to go through, and I, I think I cut out literally like 20 dudes because when we got going, it was just like, dude, yeah, dude, 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 yeah, dude, dude. Wait, what, dude? Yeah, dude, let's do this, dude. Righteous. So <laughs> you know, I had to go through and and cut all that out, and uh, it was fun. And it translates good into the show, you know. Um, it was it was fun. I, again, I I know I just said that, but it it was one of those things where it was necessary because I was feeling kind of down. I I I'm very just I think, and I I don't remember who I was telling this to. You know, there's there's two people. There's two type of people in in this world. You know, the people that do the entertaining and then the people that like to be entertained. And, you know, I've always been on one side and that's typically the, the entertainer side. But the trick is for me is, you know, I give and give and give. And I feel like, you know, my creative battery is, is dwindling away, especially with everything going on this year. Um, and he kind of like, let's do a podcast together, blah, blah, blah. Because we did do two episodes of uh, Grindhouse Slee's podcast two years ago. And he's been wanting to return and, and start doing podcasts. And I figured, well, let's try that. You know, let's do it with uh, this episode. And it came over really well and I had a great time. It was fun. Got a lot of good, uh, you know, uh, feedback from people, which is always good because, you know, if it's not something like, you suck, which. I, I won't lie, I I will not miss that weekly email. I will not miss that weekly email. Not one bit, but hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, okay, so I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. There's nothing really going on, uh, you know, as far as business-wise. Well, we're in Christmas week, so technically we're in the holiday season. Uh, tomorrow, the 24th, Christmas Eve, we are releasing uh, issue 91 of The World of Myth. It is set and ready to go, and it looks great. 
you can check that out at www.theworldofmyth.com. And one of these days, I will explain why it's called The World of Myth and not World of Myth. Um, you know, the funny thing is, is uh, yes, I'm going to jump down this rabbit hole for a couple more minutes and then I'll get into the news. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I know it's a stupid pet peeve, is when people use the acronym WOM for the magazine. That is incorrect. It is T-W-O-M. That's where, when we were going to do the, the, the magazine, you know, the actual physical print magazine, 2M, T-W-O-M, that's where it came from. T-W-O, 2M, the world of myth. Um, I don't know why I'm going down that rabbit hole, but yeah, that's, uh, so whenever you're writing or you're talking about the world of myth and you decide to use the acronym, it's T-W-O-M, not W-O-M. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I was going to talk about, you know, capitalization of the O to the, you know, or is it lowercase O, but yeah, you know, fuzzy wuzzy was a bear. All right, so if you are brand new to the show, welcome to the five-minute point. (laughs) I've already been yapping for five minutes. Um, Welcome to My Public Life as an American Nerd. You actually came in to one of the final episodes of the show. Uh, I come in and do roughly five to six months of podcasting, and then I disappear for a while from the world of podcasting and come back. Now, one thing I, I will say, and I was going to save this and, and talk about it more next episode, because next episode will be the final uh, episode of the season, is uh, I'm going to try something. And I think if I can, I'm going to do my best for like the month of January, other than, of course, like coding. Now, what people don't know is. January's issue, the skeleton, the frame, the art or the archives, everything is already finished. So all I have to do for next issue, issue 92 for January 24th, is just to go in and plug in the contributor stories, poetry, artwork, you know, that stuff. Other than that, everything's finished. My goal for next month for the entire month of January, is I'm going to make that shift. I'm going to move from being an entertainer to being entertained. I'm going to try to consume as much entertainment as I can in the following 31 days to see if it will, you know, fill up my battery. And then uh, we'll go from there. But that I'm, I'm legitimately looking forward to the opportunity of just sitting back, watching TV, reading a book, I mean, I've been, I, I bought uh, the the Obi-Wan Kenobi book about, actually it was a little over a week ago, and I'm totally excited to read it, but I just have not had the opportunity to sit down and read it. Somewhere in the holidays, we're going to just kind of wrap it up, and I don't, yeah, well, yeah, I will. I will read it, I will consume it, and I will enjoy it here soon. Okay, speaking of enjoying and consuming what is given to you, 
uh, starting next year. That leads me into the very first article of the night. Now, this might take a while to get through, but we are going to get through it. And, and we're going to walk out of this educated. And you say, well, educated, why? And it's simply because it is. Let me try to pull this up here. Every Marvel Phase 4 movie and show from 2021 to 2023 they gave it all to us and there is a copious amount of stuff that we're gonna have to go through and it's gonna be cool because you know what we haven't had uh what was it endgame i think endgame was the last marvel movie that i can think of that came out and that was in like may of Last year? No. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, Endgame was May of last year, so it's been over a year uh, since we got a Marvel movie. But, you know, we've been so concerned with the pandemic and everything, I guess you kind of forget. Okay, here we go. Marvel State of 21 to 23 has been updated and is absolutely packed with exciting titles after the Disney Investor Day seemed laid it all out. Once and for all, in an article below, or just above, we have about to run through a full upcoming Marvel slate in order which I best think it will be released as their absolute abundance of content. Things coming in the form of movies and Disney Plus's series between now and the end of 2023. You ready? Let's jump in. The next phase and saga of the Marvel Cinematic Universe will see more interconnected stories than before. This includes a new level of intersection as the movies and stories set up in a 23 Marvel Studio film release to date. And television shows will cross over regularly. The Marvel shows headed to Disney Plus will feature the same cast from the movies set in the world of the Avenger characters as well as introducing new brand new faces and heroes to it. Each new title and release date or windows are listed below and the video above. Well, we're not going to do the video um, because I haven't watched over the video. And so what had happened was is that uh, in, what was it, Disney's investor meeting, they came in and they announced, you know, one of the things with Marvel, um, you know, and I, hey, I'm for it. I know that they've been, uh, you know, because we were supposed to get a whole bunch of Marvel movies this year. But of course, you know, the, the theater has been closed down for a year. So we, we kind of missed out on that. So hopefully they'll, they'll we'll, we'll get something in return. And from the look of things, it, it does. It looks really good. Okay. Ready? Here we go. WandaVision, January 15th, 2021. First up is WandaVision. Debuting January 15th, 2021, WandaVision is the first Phase 4 title and Disney Plus series from Marvel. It is set after the events of the Avengers Endgame and will not only explore Wanda's full untapped power potential, but also do something to explain to us how the Vision survived dying twice at the end of Avengers Endgame. Now, 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't mean to crap on the first thing out the gate, but, you know, for me personally, I'm not a a Scarlet Witch and Vision fan. I've never been uh, that type of realm. To be honest with you, and I've said this many, many times, especially on this show, I'm an X-Men fan more so than a Avengers fan. Now, I'm, I'm down for any type of comic book movie because it's a comic book movie and I'm okay with that, but just, you know, and and don't get me wrong. I will watch it, but I I don't have high, high expectations. I don't think I'm going to be, now I could totally be wrong and I will be shocked if I am, but it's not going to be like me watching the Mandalorian. You know, I literally there at the end, I was watching the Mandalorian at like one in the morning after I got done doing things Thursday night, I would watch it at one in the morning because I was excited to watch it. Now that's saying something. I haven't been like that in a while. I don't see WandaVision being that type of TV show, but I could be wrong. Okay. What's, uh, let's see. Uh, then we jump, we have a big jump on, uh, March 19th, 2021, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now this, this, I don't know why I have a very like A-team feel, like an old 1980s type A-team. I don't know why I have that feel when I see that, but you know, I'm, I'm all for that as well. Uh, let's see in a little blurb that explains it. It says, on March 19th, Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts airing its six-episode run on Disney+. Plus. This one sees the Falcon pick up Captain America's shield and mantle, joining forces with his enemy, his frenemy, Bucky Barnes. And they are pitted against Baron Zerum, Baron Zerum the villain of Captain America's Civil War. Okay. Um my question is is and I'm not I'm not set out I did not set out to pick these apart. These are just questions that kind of like why? Why? Um you know, 6 episodes for a season is really 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 <laughs> really, you know, um back in the Day, what was a you know a, a considered a small episode or a small run a small series was 13 to now it's like six that's crazy maybe because it was so expensive okay then what four days later right no the 19th same day same day that the winter soldier and the falcon and winter soldier comes out uh morbius comes out and I, I, yeah, um, I remember as a little boy trying to find as many Morbius comics that I could find, um, just the whole idea of the vampire, Marvel version of a vampire was just so cool. Alright, this blurb says, On the same day as the Falcon and Winter Soldier Season 1 premiere, Sony releases Morbius in theaters. A vampire thrill ride starring Jared Leto with Michael Keaton reprising his role as the Vulture from Spider-Man Coming Home. No word on whether or not this is part of the main MCU universe yet. 
So we're going to have to watch. Well, look at this. Let's go up here to the, the little line that they gave us here. Okay. And in Marvel's lineup, it says that it is connected. Morbius. It's it's was promoted by Marvel. So therefore, it is part of Marvel, right? Marvel Cinematic Universe. Then what we've all been waiting for, which we thought was going to come out this May, but because of the pandemic, it got pushed to next year. And that is May 2021, the day before my 44th birthday, May 7th, 2021, is Black Widow. Um, and the this one says, on May 7th, Marvel goes back to the movies with Black Widow. This one is set before Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, obviously, and right after the events of Captain America Civil War, introducing Yolanda Bulva and the Red Guardian. We might eventually learn why the heck Natasha and Hawkeye used to always talk about Budapest. Okay. Now, I, I don't have anything to say other than I, I look forward to seen that one i've been waiting for that one um scarlett johansson is actually one of my favorite actresses um i first saw her in one of my all-time favorite movies um lost in translation i love that movie and i i've kind of followed her into this you know as as a, a young adult into a mature actor that she is with a black widow and I, i'm excited you know, my son was really excited. He was kind of bummed when he found out that it got rescheduled. Now, we've got another one, which is... This one doesn't give us a date. It only says the summer of 2021. And for some reason, they're giving Loki his own movie. Now, uh, to me, Loki has been a minor character at best i don't know i just don't see why they would give loki his own movie but it says loki will follow black widow's release hitting disney plus as a series which follows the god of mischief after he escapes the capture in avengers endgame setting up a whole new timeline and version oh my screen just jumped on me of the character which was never killed by thanos and exploring the marvel multiverse in ways we probably can't quite wrap our heads around that i will watch it i will see what they have you know what they produce and this kind of tells me why by the way why uh falcon and the winter soldier is only six episodes is because my way I, I've already interpreted this is that each one is going to be six episodes. And so you're going to have, a, a you know, once that ends, the Falcon ends, then Loki will kick on. And then after Loki finishes, then another one will kick on. Uh, then we have uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Jan June 25th, 2021. Now, I, I'm going to get some hate mail, probably from my son. <laughs> Because my son loved Venom. He loved the movie Venom. But I thought it was boring. I, I honestly did not really care for the movie. Um, so if movie theaters are open in June of next year, 
will go see it again because it is a comic book movie and we're, we're going to show our, our support. Um, but I don't know. I, I This one doesn't really... Well, this one says, On June 25th, Sony released Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And this seems like it's a separate universe's canon as Tom Hardy played Eddie Brodick opposite Woody Harrelson, Clement Cassidy, but with Spider-Man 3 seemingly trying, tying everything universe together with all the rumors surrounding it, there's a chance that Venom pops up in the Avengers world. Yeah, I, they'll probably try that, but I, I don't think so, because I don't know. I don't know. Ah, they might. Who knows? <laughs> okay, then we've got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, July 7th, 2021. It says, then it's Shang-Chi, the Legend of the Ten Rings. Sim Liu plays the tentacular hero and with Tony Leung coming in the Winu. A character Fergie previously promised to be a real Mandarin after Iron Man 3's merely scratched the surface on such a story and actually gave us a fake Mandarin. Yeah, that wasn't... Uh, Iron Man 3 wasn't too hot. Uh, that was not one of my favorite ones. Okay, now this next one, I am intrigued. I, I really can't wait to see what happens in this one. And it is uh, the fall of 2021, and it is What If. You know, and the fun thing is, is I remember my cousin Michael and I, we would sit and we'd watch uh, comic books together. I know, watch, good God. We'd read comic books together, and we were like, um, you know, Marvel's What If. He had a bunch of those, and we read through them, and we like, oh, you know, that would be so cool if they make a movie about this, and blah, blah, blah. You know, and 30 years later, 30-something years later, here I am talking about what we fantasized as children. It's just, it's, in retrospect, that's that's pretty amazing. It really is. You know, how many chances in life do you get to live your childhood fantasies? Uh, you know, and this is one of them. I know it, it sounds silly, but it's just the way I feel about it. Then... It's What If, the animated series which is going to bring some of the best-known Marvel cast members to lend their voices to the characters and stories which imagine a Marvel universe where events and roles change, like T'Chula becoming Star-Lord or Marvel zombies becoming a thing. Yes, that is something that makes me very excited, Marvel zombies. Marvel and Zombies, two of my favorite things in the entire world. Then we jump to November 5th with the Eternals. And it says, on November 5th, 2021, Eternals arrive with a stack of cast of actors and characters. This one is going to span millennia, telling the history of the MCU from the immortal perspective and might feature some characters or story moments which we're already familiar with. Now, Here's the thing. Eternals was supposed to be... Okay. Eternals, obviously, were created... I want to say in the 80s. So they were created bef uh, after the X-Men. And because at the time... Uh, I want to say it was like two or three years ago. You know... 
uh, Fox wasn't playing ball with Marvel, you know, because Fox had the rights to X-Men. And, or yeah, Marvel wanted to do the X-Men right. And Fox was like, nope, nope, nope. Which was one of the reasons why they went ahead and purchased the whole freaking Fox, 20th Century Fox, was for Fantastic Four and for the X-Men. So they said, okay, well, let's go ahead and, and take one of our, our minor stories that we don't really know about, which is the Eternals, because I really, I mean, I've been a comic book fan since 1987, and I know very little about the Eternals. Other than they, they feel like a very much of an X-Men ripoff. And that's what they were going to do, is they were going to pose the Eternals as the alternative to the X-Men. But since Marvel purchased, well not just Marvel, the mouse, Disney, purchased Fox Studios, they don't have to worry about that, because now they own the X-Men. So I'm kind of curious to see how this falls into the story because they had already started shooting production before they even purchased Fox. So I'm kind of curious because, again, they were supposed to be the the alternative to the X-Men story. But now that they have the X-Men, you'd rather have the original than something that's kind of a secondary process. I don't know. Um, I am kind of curious to see what they do, you know, how they play it. Uh, of course, I'm I'm interested. All right, next up is, and it just says late 2021, is Ms. Marvel. Um, now, Ms. Marvel, it says, in late 2021, we get Ms. Marvel introducing Kamala Khan to the MCU for the first time. Finally. Yes, because we are woke and we need to be finally... This series is directed and produced by Bad Boys for Life director Bala Fala and Adul A. Abi, and that's all we know about it. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything beyond that. I, all I know is that in the, the significance of the woke movement, that happened some years back. Um, they introduced Kamala Khan, the first uh, Muslim character, and you know gave her powers. I know that she can shift her hand really big, and I think she can fly. But that's that's all I know about her character. That's that's it. That's all I know. Um, so. If there's anything that pops up like next week, I'll let you know. But I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. If you want to know, if you know something and you want to inform me, which is absolutely welcomed, you can contact me at mypubliclife at jayzomon, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N dot com, and tell me what you know about the character. Because I, I, I don't know everything. I would like to be enlightened, especially with that character. Now we go to the winter of 2021 with Hawkeye. Hawkeye will see Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton essentially pass the bow and arrow to Haley Seinfeld, Katie Bishop, or Kate Bishop, based heavily on the popular Hawkeye comic by Matt Fraction. Now, this is one of those neat little things where I get to pop in and say, you know, I've actually had a conversation with 
Matt Fraction. Um, and he's a pretty cool dude. I think he's uh, an excellent writer. Um, so, okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm not sure as to why they... That's not true. I know exactly why. Anyway, um, so it says expect to premiere in late 2021. And um, that's pretty much all, I, all I, I'm going to say about that one. Spider-Man 3, December 17th, 2021. Now, this is kind of an interesting one because you got to remember, at the end of Spider-Man 2, Peter Parker's... Uh, identity was revealed to the public and that's where we've been left hanging at this point so it says on december 17th the last title of the year sony and marvel studios are dropping spider-man 3 which is going to be a wild multiverse story with tom holland's peter parker expected to collide with toby Maguire's version oh Okay, I'm in. I am totally in. Yes. Okay. So, Tom Holland's Peter Parker expected to collide with Tobey Maguire's version of the three characters, all as well as Andrew Garfield's version of the character. With familiar villains like Jamie Foxx's Electro, Alfred Mullins, Doc Ock, which we talked about that like two weeks ago, which I'm totally stoked for, also on their way back into the movies. And this one leads straight into Doctor Strange sequel. And that's it for 2021. Now let's see what's in 2022. Yeah. I told you guys, this one this one was going to be a long article. This might actually take the entire uh, show. Okay. It says, She-Hulk. And that's just early 2022 she-hulk will be starring titania marceline i don't know as jennifer walters a lawyer in new york and it's going to have mark garofalo's hulk plus tim roth's abomination mm, okay which is a tie back to 2008's incredible hulk movie yeah i remember that okay now this one this one made me squeal like a little squirrel girl um <laughs> uh, yeah 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 i'm i'm i i seen the logo and it just kind of like ooh, i'm so excited um moon knight early 2022 oh my god i can't believe that they're finally making a moon knight movie Moon Knight will follow Mark Spector and all of his different personalities from Dr. Mohammed Abdib and will use Egyptian iconograph as its own character. It reports, if reports are to be believed, Oscar Isaac will be playing the title role. And that's all we know about it, but that's all we need to know right now because we are getting Moon Knight. Yes. Good grief, yes. Be happy. Then, March 25th, 2022. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Madness, madness. Uh, it, it, that's the way it has to be pronounced. I'm sorry. 
on March 25th, 2022, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, of Madness, Madness, Madness arrives, tying everything from WandaVision and Spider-Man 3 together under the direction of the original Spider-Man trilogy director, Sam Rainey. Yes, Sam Rainey is back. <laughs> this will be the largest gap between sequels for any Marvel title, with five years having passed between Strange 1 and 2. Wow, really? Well, we still got a whole another year. Well, basically, I mean, we're, we're still technically in 2020. Then... On May 6th, 2022, two days before my 45th birthday, it is Thor, Love and Thunder. I don't know why. When I said that, it's like, nah, 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 Thunder. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably not what they were thinking when they came up with the title. On May 6, 2022, Thor Love and Thunder hits theaters and is going to feature several of three carrot wait, what? <laughs> okay, that's what it says. Uh, okay. It says Thor Love and Thunder hits theaters and it's going to feature several of three characters from Guardian of the Galaxy along with Thor himself, Val Valkyrie, and Jane Foster, who will become Thor in this one. The Dark Knight star Christian Bell is playing Gore, the God Butcher, a character who saw some of his comic stories go to Hela and Ragnarok, so we might be getting something very unexpected there. Okay. Black Panther 2. Now, this is kind of interesting. I, I have speculations of what they're going to do, but let's see what it says. On July 8th, 2022, we're getting back to Black Panther 2, which won't recast Chadman Bos or Chadwick Bosman's T'Challa following the actor's passing and will follow other characters living within the Wakandan world. It's a safe bet Shuri takes on the mentor's Black Panther, and while it's only a rumor, many suspect Namor could be the villain there. Okay. This one makes me kind of excited. October 7th, 2022, Blade. Yep, Blade's back. According to Investor Day Programming Guide, Blade will be released between Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2. Marvel Studios has a flag planted on October 7, 2022 for an untitled movie, which, if the programming guide is to be believed, which would be, which would be where Marshala Ali's movie brings the Daywalkers to life. November 11th. 2022 that will be i'm sorry i just had a, a a realization that this will be like one day after my son's 21st birthday i'm just like wow okay captain marvel 2 captain marvel rise november 11 2022 set in the mcu's present day long after the events of Cap the first captain marvel Brie Larson is back as Carol. Ivan Vellier is Carmala, joins the party. And Tyra Paris 
plays the aged up Monica Rabulu, Rabu character who debuted in the first Captain Marvel, but has grown up already and plays a role in WandaVision. Okay, now we get to this, and I heard about this, so I was kind of curious of how true it was. Uh, okay. All it says is 2022. We we know it's happening next year. Well, not next year, but in 2022. We're not in 2021 yet. I guess I'm trying to get rid of 2020 quickly. Um, it is Marvel Studios Armor Wars. Mm-hmm. Yep. My son is going to just love it. Because... While he loves Iron Man, he absolutely loves War Machine as well. Further out, Armor Wars will star Don Chettle's War Machine and roughly adapt a comic story of the same name, possibly bringing Justin Hammer back from the to the MCU for the first time since Iron Man 2 and filling the Tony Stark role with Rhodey. Okay. Also, uh, coming out 2022, is Ironheart. Ironheart will bring Reed Williams to the MCU, a young genius who takes on the Iron Man role of her own, whether or not Tony, or Tony, <laughs> whether or not Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, will play an AI version of Tony Stark like we've got in the comics. That's to be announced. Dominique Thorne will play the Tacticular Hero. Secret Invasion 2022. There's also Secret Invasion series coming with Nick Fury and Talos. This one is the biggest crossover event in comics and could be the first big Avengers level assemble event to take Disney Plus series form. But it will also tie directly into the movies. So it's possible this is more of a setting the stage type of story rather than a massive stage itself. And Guardian of the Galaxy Holiday Special Holiday 2022. Guardian of the Galaxy will have a holiday special written and directed by James Gunn. Arriving in the holiday for 2022 before Guardian of the Galaxy 3 arrives in 2023. 3's also an I Am Groot will be a series of short films starring Baby Groot and other Marvel characters. Ooh, okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Fantastic Four, and Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3. 2023 so they're not giving us any any information on that uh, let's see nope that's it that's all they're giving us for that um let's see where we're at we're at the 39 minute mark roughly okay let's go ahead and jump to the next article we'll see where this takes us ah okay so last week Last Friday, we seen the amazing, the wonderful, the climactic season finale of season two of The Mandalorian. And 
oh my god it was just like oh my god <laughs> i actually wanted to talk to russo about that but russo's only seen a couple of uh, mandalorians which i try not to hold against them but it's kind of hard not to um so i waited for this week and see what kind of news that popped up and this just sounds fun so we're going to jump into it it is the mandalorian throne easter egg could tease the events of book of boba fett and again that just it sounds fun so why not all right here we go in the season fin- in the season two finale of The Mandalorian, fans witnessed a mid-credit scene showing Boba Fett and Fennica Shad arriving at Jabba's palace in order for Fett to take Jabba's form, former throne, from Bib Fortina, with the throne itself possibly teasing what fans can expect from the upcoming spin-off, Book of Boba Fett. Over at Fandom, the text on the throne has seemingly been deciphered to read Boba Fett, which could clearly serve as an Easter egg for those fans attentive enough to translate the text, which, as Fandom's Donna Dickens, or it could be setting the stage for what audiences will witness in the upcoming spinoff. In Return of the Jedi, viewers saw the same demise of the bounty hunter as well fell into the great pit of Carcone to be digested by the Sirlock. The series of books and comics, however, saw Fett escaping such fate to continue his treacherous ways across the galaxy, with those stories since being re- relegated to the legend corner of the franchise there's only sparse details regarding fett's history in the official canon where this throne to red boba fett for narrative release reasons it would likely not only cement the notary running a crime syndicate before his appearance in star wars a new hope but also reveals that jabba at some point wrestled control of such a syndicate from fett literally taking the seat of power in original trilogy a picture of is painted of fett in which he is quite talented as a bounty hunter but he still had to follow the orders of Darth Vader or Jabba. The potential of him having a throne in the underworld would confirm both the highs and lows of his power, painting a more complex trajectory for the villain. One of the biggest questions that remain about Boba Fett is how he escaped the Sirlacc, which the Mandalorian didn't even hint at. We did see Cobb, in Fett's armor earlier in the season, which he claimed he obtained from Jawas. As far as how Fett ended up losing or abandoning his armor and Jawas coming into possession of it, we can likely anticipate some sort of allusory to a trajectory. Ooh, allusion to a trajectory. If not a full-blown flashback in the book of boba fett if we get those flashbacks we'd likely get a flashback about how he earned his throne as well as how he lost it additionally the title book of boba fett feels much like a series exploring the history as opposed to the future potentially re-wriggling the fennec shard about his journey from where he saw 
in Star Wars Attack of the Clones up through his trials and tribulations in Tatooine Desert. If we're learning about Fett's past, a significant chapter would surely focus on his rise and fall within the underworld of the galaxy far, far away. Stay tuned for details on the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm totally in for that. I I was just like, oh, I was so just into it. Um, that will just, I, I think it'll be fun, to be honest with you. I mean, other than the fact that we have to wait until sometime later in the year. I, I don't know when the this one's coming out, but uh, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I hope this is really fun. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to look and find out because, you know, again, going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, you know, looking at wanting to become more indulged in consuming than putting out next year. That's, that's my goal, um, as a creator. So that's, there's lots of stuff coming out. So I don't see a you know, problem with that. Okay. So we're jumping over to another, and this one is Batman, Soul of the Dragon, first clip released. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and see if we can listen to the trailer. Shut the door before you let the heat out. Oh, very cool. Very cool. I'm looking forward to that wholeheartedly. 
Let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to the actual article. It says, The first clip of Batman, Soul of the Dragon, has been released by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, and you can watch it above, which we just did. The clip follows Bruce Wayne, voiced by actor David Granoli, as he reaches his martial arts training destination and has his first encounter with the Master O Sensei. For context, this is a scene set during Bruce's time of training to become the ultimate crime fighter, who would later be Batman. Soul of the Dragon will examine the martial arts side of Batman's life and bringing together some of the deadliest opponents in this 1970s style ode to Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. You can watch the first clip, which we just did, Watch the full trailer for Batman Soul Dragon. Uh, Soul Dragon. You can check out the synopsis and cast breakdown for the animated feature below. All right, let's see what they've got for us. All right. <clears throat> Renowned animation producer Bruce Tim takes the Dark Knight back to the 1970s for a supernatural leaden martial arts extravaganza in Batman Soul of the Dragon. The next entry in the popular series of the DC Universe movies produced by Warner Brothers Animation and DC. The feature-length animated film will be released by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment on digital January 12th, 2021 on 4K Ultra High Definition Combo Pack and Blu-ray on January 26th, 2021. I will be buying a copy of that, just to say. This film is rated R for some violence. Holy crap! That's going to be some serious violence if you're going to get a rated R. Alright, I'm really in, totally. Set in the midst of the swinging 1970s, the Elseworlds adventure to find Bruce Wayne training under a master sensei. It is here that Bruce, along with other elite students, is forged into the fire of the martial art discipline. The lifelong bonds they form will be put to the test when a deadly menace arises from their past. It will take a combi combined effort of Batman, the world-renowned martial artist Richard Dragon, Ben Turner and Lady Shiva and their mentor Osensei to battle the monsters of this world and beyond. All right. It says, The assembled cast featured in the core group of actors playing the martial arts students turned heroes is David Granoli Grimm, A Million Little Things, as Bruce Wayne and Batman, Marcus Decanos as, uh, did I say that right? I think so. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, Iron Man, or excuse me, Iron Chef America, and Hawaii Five O As Richard Dragon, Kelly Yu, Arrow, X-Men, X2, X-Men United, as Lady Shiva and Michael Jamal White, Spawn reprising his role from Arrow as Ben Turner, Bronze Tiger. Their mentor, Osensei, is voiced by James Hong, Big Trouble in Little China, Blade Runner, Joss Keaton, uh, Voltron Legacy Defender, Green Lantern Animated Series is featured as Jeffrey Burr, and additional voices are provided by veteran voice over actors 
Gray Griffin, Chris Cox, Erica Littell, Robin Atkins, oh, excuse me, Robin Atkins Downs, Pat Sees, Jamie Chung, and Eric Bonoza. Now, Patrick Sees, I'm going to call out Patrick Sees because Patrick Sees is the voice of Scorpion. And I tried to get Patrick Sees to PCE last year. and Well, this year technically still. And uh, he wouldn't come. And uh, I don't know if it was his management or what it was. But if it was his management, I would seriously say you might want to change your management because they were really unprofessional. They, I mean, seriously. It was... Uh, okay, let's put it this way. The last time I heard from them was back in January. And here we are almost in January of the next year. So that's where they're at. They didn't, they didn't even bother um, replying to emails. So I just wanted to put that out there. All right, back to this. Batman Soul of the Dragon will be released on January 12th, 2021. Pre-orders are live here at BestBuy.com in Blu-ray, 4K Blu-ray, and 4K Plus Figure Editions. So there you go. All right, gang. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think we're going to. Um, we're almost to the end, so yeah, why not? Because this, I think, will actually be the very first time I mention this guy as a comic book. Now, I've mentioned Deadpool before, uh, you know, movie-wise, Deadpool 2, great movies. But this time, we are talking about Deadpool as a comic book character, which leads me straight into the topic. Deadpool and spoilers are dating now. No, not the character spoilers, but you'll see. <laughs> Deadpool has a strange dating history. At times, he's gotten involved with women ranging from Lady Death to Sha Shaquilla, the Queen of the Monsters. There's even a brief period where it seemed like he might have a thing with Rogue of the X-Men. His latest romantic interest is another extraordinary Marvel woman. She's a human, though powerful, and was plenty of ties to the world of monsters. In Deadpool number 9, the two nearly get imprisoned in a monster dimension before making their relationship more or less official. Spoilers from... Okay, that is spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers from Deadpool number nine by Kelly Thompson and Geraldo Sandoval, Eric, or no, excuse me, Victor Nova and Chris Sotomayor follow. All right. In the current Deadpool series, Wade Wilson is the king of the monsters. It is too. It isn't too surprising when the famed monster hunter Elsa. Bloodstone paid a visit to his kingdom. She needed to help with a problem. A creature called the Queen of the Bone Beast poisoned the Bloodstone in their palm. 
they decided to team up and venture into the realm of the Blood Beast to kill the Queen, rescue some captured children, and save Elsa. But Elsa wasn't truthful with Deadpool. She didn't bring Deadpool to the Beast Bone realm to kill the Queen. She brought him to the Queen to... to oh! She brought him to the, give the Queen a new host. Despite Elsa's betrayal... Deadpool still fought alongside her to rescue the children. As they were making their escape, Elsa passed out from the infection of the Bloodstone. Deadpool took the Bloodstone and embedded it in his own body to gain the power and its disease. In Deadpool number 9, Deadpool uses the Bloodstone power to fight off the Queen's Horde. When he comes face to face with the Queen as she threatens to possess him, Deadpool blows himself up. His death purgs the infection of the blood bone or bloodstone. Elsa reclaims the artifact and uses it to dispose of the queen quickly. After the battle, Deadpool is in pieces. Despite this, he and Elsa still manage to have a conversation about their relationship. <laughs> I'm laughing because she's literally looking at a head. Oh my god, that's good. That's good. Alright, so let me go ahead and read this to you. So, Elsa's down on her knees. She's got something wrapped around her. And she's looking down at literally Wade Wilson, Deadpool's head, and that's it. There's nothing attached to it. And he's like, so, are we dating now? And she's like, maybe. I'm stunned to admit I, ha I have actually dated more bizarre things than just a sentiment head with a miraculously functioned vocal cord. I appreciate that you're saying I'm not the worst thing you've ever dated. Well, I didn't say that. That was a little tidbit from Deadpool number nine. And it says, and I would like to know as well, if you are up to it, uh, what do you think of Deadpool and Elsa Bloodstone dating? Let us know in the comments. Well, since we don't have comments here, you can send me comments at mypubliclife at jayzomon, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com, and tell me what you think. Uh, I'm down for it, and, you know, I will have some time here soon uh, to read through everything and get back to you. All right, gang, so that is pretty much it. We are taking the last turn on this road show and we are heading straight into Toy of the Month, or Toy of the Week, not Month. Good grief. We missed last week, um, so I had to make it kind of special. Uh, kind of jumping off of what we did last time, because, well, last episode was with Russell, and we didn't cover a Toy of the Week. The one before that, if I remember right, we did the Mandalorian 1-to-1 -one scale helmet. And, you know, technically, Christmas isn't here yet, so, you know, you could possibly, like, you know, buy your favorite podcast or your least favorite pod podcaster, you know, a, a Christmas gift in this type of vein, maybe. And I'm only joking. But what I've got for you this week is Star Wars, the Black Series, Boba Fett, Mandalorian, one-to-one -one scale wearable helmet, electronic. Yes, so what they did is they took Boba Fett helmet from the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian Boba Fett has slightly different wear and tear 
on it than uh, the you know Return of the Jedi and uh, Empire Strikes Back. So it's more in the, the vein of Mandalorian. And it looks absolutely amazing. It says, product descriptions. Fans can imagine the biggest battles and missions in Star Wars Saga with a premium roleplay item from Star Wars Black Series. This exquisite features and decorations. The series embodies the quality and realism of Star Wars devotees love with his customized Mandalorian armor, deadly weaponry, and silence. Silent demeanor, Boba Fett was one of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy. Featuring a high-detailed decal, television-inspired design, interior padding, fitable or adjustable fit, and electric lights, this full-scale Boba Fett helmet is the iconic addition to any Star Wars fan's collection. The product features a life-size replica, wearable, feature high-detailed decos, or decals, movie-inspired design, padding, lights, and sound effects. It does require three 1.5-volt triple A's, which are not included. So what do you get within the box? You just get the helmet. Hey, that's all you need, right, is the helmet. That's what you want. And you scroll over here, and it says it's going to come out, arrive, in January 2022. So this is a pre-order item. Uh, of course, I always try to give you all what I can give you, you know, pre-order, so it gives you time to order it. And surprisingly, for a one-to-one -one helmet, it is only $119.99, and it's a $4 flat shipping rate. Of course, I've got to read to you the standard pre-order notes, which is arrival, dot, arrival date is estimated and not guaranteed. No payment is due until the product is available to ship. The item may be canceled at any time before payment is due. And then, of course, the packaging uh, is graded and not available for this item because it's just a package. You know, it's just going to come in a box. And you pull that bad boy out and you put it up. So the boxing literally doesn't matter. And that's what you got is the helmet for $119.99 plus $4 shipping and handling. So that's what, uh, roughly $123.99. You probably have to throw some tax in that. And, you know, if you want to pay $125 to your favorite podcaster, I will not say no. I would like that. And, of course, uh, in all seriousness, again, if you wanted to pick this up for yourself, go to BigBadToyStore.com and type in Star Wars, the Black Series, Boba Fett, the Mandalorian, one-to-one scale, wearable helmet, electric. And it is by Hasbro. All right, gang, I want to thank you all for coming in and enjoying this episode of My Public Life. And come back next week as we wrap up the season. It, it, it's crazy that we are at the point where we're going to wrap this bad boy up for the year 2020. We all survived. We all made it. Um, until then, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. May your days be joy. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be funny, but it didn't come out funny. All right, gang, for this week, for My Public Life as an American Nerd, I am David K. Montoya. And as always, I bid you adieu.